is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. That's the word today, pressure. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City. It's the greatest time of the year if you are a football fan because it's playoff time. And wow, what two incredible games did we have yesterday? And looking forward to two great games today, especially one here in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I've been on the radio here in Kansas City for 31 years and been in practice for 41 years. And I love doing this show because we talk about your mind and your attitude. And if you are a football fan, you had and watched those two games yesterday. The Bengals beating the Titans and the 49ers beating the Packers, both number one seeds going down. The pressure at the end of those games you know, I've worked with kickers my whole career. Former Chiefs great Nick Lowry was a co-host of my show forever. He worked with me for 14 years. I've worked with a number of other kickers. I'm working with some now. Pressure. You you didn't see any greater performance than what those two kickers did yesterday. Robbie Gold and Ryan McPherson. Ryan McPherson's a rookie for the Bengals. A rookie kicker and kicks the game-winning field goal for them. And Robbie Gold, who's a veteran, hasn't missed a field goal in postseason play, makes another one. Both long ones, too. Pressure. How do you handle it? That's what we're going to talk about today. There's another great pressure performance yesterday. The University of Kansas basketball team down 16 points at Kansas State. Arch rival. Hostile environment. Comes back to win a game. And I think the, the motivation for that team was there because Coach Bill Self's father passed away the day before. So you know emotion and pressure had to have played a role there. That's what I want to talk about today is pressure. How do you handle it? How do you deal with it? Throughout my career, I've worked with so many athletes at all levels, whether it's youth sports, high school, college, professional, Olympic, amateur, it doesn't matter. 
I've played sports my whole life. I've choked under pressure before many, many times when I played tennis. Probably one of the reasons I do what I do. So what is pressure? How do you handle it? How do you react to it? That's what I want to talk about today. You know, I have a jersey in my office, a Super Bowl jersey, worn by a Super Bowl champion, and he has on the jersey the letters F-O-E. Focus on effort. Focus on effort. I always talk about FOE versus FOR. Focus on effort instead of focusing on results. Throughout my career, one of the things I've noticed with so many athletes is when they're thinking about their times in a race or thinking about the score in the game or thinking how much time is left, they can tense up. But if they continue to focus on what they have to do, on their performance, on their effort, they've got a greater chance of success. Back in the 90s, and I am old, I'm 67, back in the 90s, I was at the Chiefs playoff game against Pittsburgh when Joe Montana was the quarterback. It was fourth down, Chiefs are down by a touchdown, he throws a touchdown pass to Tim Barnett in the end zone. Nick Lowry kicks extra point. The game's tied. It was with, like, I think about a minute, minute and a half to go. After the game, and let's face it, Joe Montana is one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. Top five, depending on who you are. He said, I wasn't focusing on the score. I didn't even know it was fourth down. I just, I just knew we needed to get some points on the board. I knew we needed to execute. We had to get the ball in the end zone. He was focusing on his effort. When you listen to so many great athletes talk who have succeeded in a competition, male, female, young, old, they'll talk about one word that fits in there all the time, and that's called confidence, self-confidence, how that plays a role. And I think if you look at these games now that are going on, the emphasis on effort play such a key role in the end. I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times yesterday. Nine times. Yet, they were able, Cincinnati was still able to come back and win that game. Because I think they focused on their, their effort. If they were focusing on, oh no, that's sack, sack number nine, sack number eight, sack number seven, whatever, then they're not focusing on what the next play. I have lots of athletes write TNP or TNS on their next, on their, on their gloves, on their shoes. It stands for the next play the next shot you've got to keep moving ahead I'm finding one very common theme with so many young athletes coming to my office and I work with a lot of different people in different sports different different areas of life and performance and there's one interesting combination of intelligence and performance lots of times some of the better athletes don't think so much. They're not, as, they're not the brightest people around. And a lot of times, some of the better athletes are really bright. So the difference is, the athletes who oftentimes, who are very intelligent, who do well, know they can't focus on the score or the time. They just have to focus on their performance. What's the next thing we have to do? What's the next play? How do I perform on this next play? 
And that's what it comes down to, I think, in terms of the end result. I mean, let's face it. There's so many factors that come into the result of an athletic event. I've said it hundreds of times on this show. You can have two athletes are physically the same, but the one with a stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. So what is a stronger mind? It involves a lot of things. It involves proper preparation, the right attitude, dealing with your self-confidence, and the ability to focus on what you're doing at that moment. Too many people worry too much about the score, stress out, the pressure gets to them, and then, you know, the old choking. We hear that word choking all the time. Lots of people choke because they think too much. They're great performers, they're great athletes, but they start thinking too much about the score, about the results. So I want to open up our phone lines, get some calls in here today, and I want to see what you think. If you're an athlete, if you're a coach, when the game is on the line, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the score, the results, or are you thinking about what you have to do in your role? I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, how you handle pressure situations, what do you say to your team? If you're an athlete, what are you thinking? How you handle pressure. Let's face it, the NFL playoffs are, are pressure-packed. The winner goes on, the loser goes home. You saw that yesterday, you'll see it again today. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Love to hear from you. Let's talk about this because this is this is the big topic today, how you handle pressure, how you perform under pressure. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports, and boy, is there... A lot of psychology going on today. The NFL playoffs are in full swing. And here in Kansas City today, we've got a huge game where the Chiefs are playing the Bills. And as many people said, the the key of these four games this weekend, but I don't know how you get any better than yesterday. Both games ended with long field goals and two upsets with Cincinnati upsetting Tennessee and the 49ers beating the Packers in a uh, very dramatic fashion at the end of that game. So pressure, what is it? How do you handle it? And my producer, Blake Snyder, is going to join us here in a second. We're going to talk about this because he's played sports his whole life, played at the collegiate level, and we talk about it a lot. You know, I watch sports all the time. I I observe how athletes handle situations. And a lot of the things that go on with pressure has to do with preparation. I talk about four key words as I call the keys to success. Preparation focus, attitude, and confidence. So what do those words mean? Preparation is how you get, obviously, we all know what they mean, but preparation is about how you get ready mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally. What are the things you do to get ready to go play? Are you ready for negativity? Are you ready to deal with failure? What happens if you shoot an air ball? What happens if you drop a pass? What happens if you double fault? What happens if you don't swim as fast as you want in the first race in your in your meet? Mentally, how do you react and respond to that? 
you see so many people when they screw up or fail, it's like a slide. They just fall down big time all the way down to the bottom. If you're properly prepared, you're going to be ready to deal with all those situations. For years, I worked with Major Leaguer Tom Gordon, who's been on this show many times. Father of D and Nick Gordon, both Major League athletes. Tom had the Major League record for 54 saves in a row when he pitched with the Red Sox back in the, in the late 90s. And we always talked about TNP, the next pitch, the next pitch, the next pitch. Because as, as he shared on this show, he didn't have control over what the umpire did. He didn't have control over what the batter did. Didn't have control over what the catcher did. All he could do was throw the ball. So he kept focusing on the next pitch. Of course, he had one of the nastiest curveballs you ever saw. He and Bert, Bert Blylevin probably had the two nastiest you've ever seen. But Flash would just go to the next pitch. And there's a reason why he had 54 saves in a row. That record stood until Eric Gagne broke it. Nick Lowry co-hosted this show, as I said, with me many, many years working with me. And we, we always talked about kicking under pressure. How do you deal with that? And so I think it's focusing on your effort and execution. That takes us to focus. You have to focus on yourself. And what do I have to do? That takes us to attitude. I always talk about a positive, realistic attitude. A positive, realistic attitude means you're ready for negativity. You're ready for something going wrong. You're ready if things don't go the way you want. And that takes us to the foundation of everything, which is self-confidence. I believe very strongly if you are confident and you exude confidence and pressure situations, it's because you've, you have prepared for it. You've practiced the situation where something goes wrong. How do I come back in the next play? You've practiced if something fails. What am I going to do to come back? And then you have the confidence to believe in yourself that you can do it. If you've had to perform under pressure before or you've had a pressure situation in a sporting event, what were you thinking and what did you do? You know, there's that whole word. A lot of people don't believe in it, but it's out there. It's called choking. What is choking? It's thinking too much about what you don't want to do, and then you do it. All right, Blake, you played football all the way through college. I'm going to be very blunt with you. Did you ever choke? Not on a chicken wing, but did you ever choke? You know, um, yes, but it wasn't, it wasn't so much in college. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was in high school. But before I get into that, I thought it was funny that you brought up the words you brought up because I have a legal pad right here and I wrote down two words. I wrote confidence and I wrote experience when we're talking about pressure. And I think one of the biggest things about pressure is the experience aspect. And that can come in two different forms. You either have never done it before, therefore you're not you might not necessarily overthink it because you've never done it before. You're just going into it like you would attack any other play. Or on the flip side, you've done it multiple times. So you know exactly what you need to do and you start overthinking that. And that is where the experience is. You either didn't overthink it, you know, like if you if you aren't experienced, you might not have overthought it. That's you, a, that's a great that's you're bringing up a great point. Second word was confidence. The more you've been there and the more you believe in your skills, the more you're going to perform under pressure. The more that you believe or you start to overthink 
and you start to question your skills, the more you're going to fold under pressure. Well, see, excuse me. You just hit on the key word there, Blake. Think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I work with a young basketball player in, uh, on the East Coast. And we had a session, our session, FaceTime session Friday. And his dad and I talked first. And, and he is seeing me, working with me, because he's a very talented young man. But he hasn't performed well because as soon as he misses a shot, he hangs his head. And then he sulks. And then his effort goes down. And everything sort of falls apart. And he gets benched. And he's the best best player supposedly on his team. I'm sure he probably is. Um, his dad was a very successful college player. But, you know, it's it's the, the pressure to screw up and fail. Now, where does pressure come from? Who does it come from? What has it affect us? Well, who are the people surrounding us? Who are the people we listen to? One of the things that I, I tell all the pro athletes that I work with, and, and be very frank, I tell them to get off social media. You know, have somebody else monitor your social media stuff. Don't read it. Don't watch it. Don't listen to it. You know, about, about yourself. And the reason for that is, if is if you make a mistake, the stuff that I've seen people write about people is unbelievable. You know, you're just the, the worst person in the world. You're a terrible person. Um, all this, these awful things are said. You know, at, and, and you know, I've had in the last few weeks. Last week we had. My good friend Al Saunders, one of the best coaches I've ever known on the show, <laughs> had NFL Hall of Famer Willie Lanier on a couple weeks ago. We t- Athletes are people. I don't care, you know, who you are. I mean, you know, how Ryan Tannehill has to handle the game yesterday where they were the number one seed, how Aaron Rodgers has to handle all that, how they handle the pressure. You know, their level of confidence has to come into play. And like you pointed out, the experience, the experience of, you know, when you lose – and there's no other way to put it, but it sucks. Losing sucks. There's nothing good about it. But when you have two teams playing in a playoff situation, one team's going to win and one team's going to lose. And I think ex- you brought up that word experience, and that's a key part of this. You know, we're going to see as things move along here with the playoffs and then getting the AFC and NFC championship games next week, how pressure plays a role. And if you're a coach, you're an athlete, what is pressure for you? If you play sports, you coach sports, Do you think pressure affects you negatively or positively? Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs, host of the Sports Psychology Hour. Is your New Year's resolution to become stronger, healthier, and more resilient? Then start with the Rewire Fitness Neuro Performance app. Rewire Fitness takes a holistic approach to achieving peak performance letting you strengthen both your body and mind with Rewire's integrated resilience training system. You'll measure and track your readiness to perform across a holistic set of data points using cognitive, physical, and emotional measures. Rewire Fitness uses protocols from NASA, the Navy SEALs, and neuroscientists. And now, Rewire Fitness is offering a free trial to my listeners. Just go to winnersunlimited.com slash rewire. Click Learn More to sign up for your free seven-day trial of Rewire Fitness. That's winnersunlimited.com slash rewire. Start 2022 by becoming stronger, healthier, and more resilient. Go to winnersunlimited.com slash rewire and click learn more today.
This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and we're talking today about pressure. And my producer, Blake's coming up with some great music because it fits the bill for what we're talking about. We're going to go to the phones here in a moment, and we've got a caller online, a young man calling from Indiana, by the way. Long-distance call. So our show is listened to all over. It's podcasted everywhere, and you can listen to it on 810WHB.com, of course, live each week. We're talking about pressure today, how you handle pressure, what is it, how does it affect you, and how do you react to it? So let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Malachi. Malachi, good morning. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? Great. Thanks for calling in. What? How old are you? I'm 15. 15. Well, thank you for listening yep. to the show. I appreciate that. And you're in Indiana? Yes, sir. Wow. Listening online then, right? Yep. Okay. Well, what would you like to talk about? Um, I was just going to say what I do when I'm under pressure and how I think and how I handle it. Okay. Share it with us. Well, well, first of all, tell me, what, what's pressure mean to you? Pressure means to me, like, close game, a uh, few seconds left. Maybe you're down or you're up and you have to seal a game or something in basketball or get a big hit. Or maybe it's just even have a great at-bat and just get your pitcher to throw more pitches during a game. Okay. How do you handle pressure? What do you have? It, it, and let me ask this question: Have you ever choked under pressure before? Fallen apart under pressure? Oh, for sure. Okay. Many times. Well, you're human. You, you, I'm glad you admit. Some people say, "Oh no, not me." Okay. What What happened when you did? Um. Well, I learned from my mistakes, and next time, go out, try to not choke, get the job done. Why do you think you did quote unquote choke? Why do you think you didn't perform when the pressure was on? What were you doing like me- mentally? few minutes ago, I was overthinking, telling myself, got to do this. You have to. Like, you have to. You don't got to tell yourself you got to do it. You just think. You just tell yourself, if I, if I do this, I do it. If I don't, that's all right. Like, it's a game. It's one game. It's not like it's a championship. Well, you're a very bright young man, obviously. You're figuring that out. Now, has that – how do you get ready to play a game or a sport? Do you do anything mentally to, to get into the game? Um – not usually. I mean, sometimes during basketball and uh, bus rides, if it's an away game, I will listen to music on the bus ride. If it's a home game, I'll get some shots in for the game. Usually that's just it. Do you think you've learned from when you failed to help you concentrate better when the pressure is on? Uh, yes, a <laughs> lot. I have learned a lot. What's the? What would you say... To some people who are listening, and you're a very brave young man to call this show at 15 years of age, especially at this hour of the morning. What do you think you've learned from all this? What, how has it helped you? Um, well, if you choke first time or just any time, you'll teach yourself to not think negatively because then you'll do the negative things that you're thinking of and just always think positive. So you try to focus on the, like I say, focus on your effort rather than the result. Yep, because your effort will lead up to the result. Well, listen, young man, I want to thank you for calling in all the way from Indiana this morning. That's great. I appreciate you listening to the show. You've got some great pointers here. And it sounds like to me you're going to be pretty good at whatever sport you play because you've got it together mentally. I, will, I really appreciate the call. 
Thank you. Okay, take care of yourself. Thanks for that call. All right, that's great. That was a young man named Malachi calling from Indiana. And I'd love to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. How do you handle pressure? Hey, he is brave enough to call up and talk to me on the radio. You know, a lot of people say, you know, it's funny. I meet people all the time. Dr. Jacobs, you know, I listen to your show, but, oh, you know, I don't want to call in. I'm, I'm a little scared to come in. What are you scared of? Oh, talking on the radio. I mean, people are going to hear me. I said, well, yeah. People hear you when you talk, no matter what you do. It's just talking. You know, that, that's the thing. I, I've learned throughout my career. It's the pressure. It's, it's Yeah. So I want to go back, Blake, to what you were talking about, about experience. So we just had a 15-year-old young man call this show. And obviously, he, he wasn't too nervous about calling, which says a lot about his confidence level. Thank okay. you for that call, by the way, Malika. Yeah, that was great. And it just goes to show you that, you know, I mentioned about telling the athletes to get off social media. And here I've got someone listening on social media to the show. Sort of ironic. But I, I, I think you mentioned the word experience. And to me, I want to go back to years ago when my oldest son, Jonathan, was being coached by Jeff Montgomery, co- co-author with Pete Malone of our book, Just Let Him Play. Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame closer, Jeff Montgomery, I might add. And when when Jeff coached the games of these young men playing baseball, my son at the time was, was 12, 12 and 13, he played on Jeff's team. When someone would screw up, make a big mistake, Jeff didn't get angry at him. Jeff didn't kick the bucket he was sitting on and hit the fence and the bats and helmets fall off. He very calmly would if he had to take a pitcher out of the game, be very positive with him. Or when they come to the bench, you know, put his arm around him and say, we'll work on this in practice. Don't worry about it. Let's go on to the next inning, the next play. And he didn't berate, he didn't berate them. He didn't knock them down. He didn't jump all over them. He reinforced them. And that was one of the great, great things that I watched when he coached. He didn't get angry at a young man for screwing up. He didn't yell at them and scream at them. Since it is the playoffs, I recall a few years ago, Green Bay was playing Seattle. In Seattle. Seattle was way down. They were coming back. And it was late in the fourth quarter. Still about, I think, two or three minutes left. Seattle does an onside kick. The ball took a weird bounce and bounced up in the air over Green Bay, Green Bay players' hands, grazed his helmet. Seattle recovered the ball. He then went to the bench, and the, the Packers special teams coach went absolutely ballistic, ripped off his headset, was screaming at him, had to be physically pulled away by other players. In the meantime, this player, who was a tight end, was sitting there with his head in his hands, had, took his helmet off, and other players are coming over and trying to console him. Well, you know what? There were still about two or three minutes left in the game. He had to go back out there and play. So where was his mindset when he went back out there? I guarantee you it wasn't very positive. So that's where when we talk about the dealing with pressure, I think the role of coach comes in. Blake, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think your coach can play a lot to just kind of your mental psyche as far as how – the player, depending on how, how a player approaches the situation, you either care a lot about 
the outside factors other than yourself feel about your performance or you don't care at all. You're only caring about how I feel about my performance. If you're thinking about how your dad or your mom or your coach or your aunt or your, you know, your cousin is going to feel about you messing up, you've already lost because you're, you're, you're thinking about what happens if I mess up. You're not thinking about the success that you're about to have. You're already thinking about the negatives and not the positives. And that's, that's when you lose mentally. Two years ago, first round of the NFL playoffs, Kansas City's playing Houston. The score at the end of the first quarter was the Texans 24, Chiefs nothing. Halftime, it was Chiefs 28, Texans 24. It was 41-24 before Houston scored again. One of the best comebacks, greatest comebacks I've ever seen personally. And afterwards, Patrick Mahomes talked about, look, we just had to focus on the next play. Yeah, we had some weird things happen, you know, a block punt, a fumbled punt, a bro- broken coverage. But it's like, hey, we've got three, three quarters left to play. The Super Bowl a few years before that, Tampa or uh, New England was down to Atlanta big time. And the Patriots came back the second half and won, won in overtime. And Tom Brady said the same thing. We just had to focus on the next play, the next play, the next play, the next play. You have to have a short memory. If you start thinking too much, that's when you get yourself in trouble. And I think pressure comes from getting your mind so absorbed in what's going on and the results of what's been happening rather rather than focusing on what you have to do. We had a young man named Malachi call and share his story. I'd love to hear from you. What do you do when the pressure's on? What is pressure for you? We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the best show on Sunday morning here in Kansas City, the Sports Psychology Hour on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Today's topic has been the issue of pressure. How do you handle it? How do you perform under pressure? We saw yesterday in the NFL playoffs two kickers, Robbie Gold of San Francisco with tremendous experience. He's never missed a field goal in NFL playoff history. And Ryan McPherson, a rookie, kicked game-winning field goals the last play of each game. Their confidence level was high. Their focus was high. Their visualization was strong because they'd already been there in their minds. I listened to interviews with both of them, how they've talked about this before and yesterday. I've worked with so many high-pressure athletes. When I worked with the Olympic Olympic cycling team back in the 80s, we won nine medals in 1984, had not won any in 72 years. And one of the things we talked about was the whole issue of just performing, focus on yourself. Be selfish. Concentrate on you. Don't think about results don't think about other things. Focus on what you have to do. And that, to me, is the key to all this. Focus on effort instead of results. So, Blake, you were going to comment on something here when we went to our break. What would you like to, to add to what we've been t- discussing so far? So, we were talking about experience and pressure and confidence. And one of the funniest quotes I think you can find in sports, it's it's in various different forms, but it's been said by both Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Essentially, those two players are considered some of the most clutch players of all time. I mean, Michael Jordan's probably considered, 
the most clutch player, and then I would say Kobe Bryant's probably second in all of NBA history. When you ask those guys, how are you able to perform under pressure? Are you nervous about the final shot? The funniest thing to me is is Mike has a quote where he says, you know, I've you know, I've made X amount of game winning shots. But what you don't know or what you don't talk about is how many I've missed. Right. I've missed more game winning shots in practice and games than I've ever actually made. But the ones that I made, I made in clutch performances. You know why? Because I've missed so many, I know what the feeling feels like. And I know from experience and from being under pressure that really the pressure fades away because he's done it so many times. Kobe Bryant says the same thing. I've practiced that shot so many times and I've missed it thousands of times. But the, the, you're hitting it on the head. And, and here's the thing. They've, they've gone through this over and over and over in their minds. And they're not scared to execute. They're not scared to go for it. And that's the key thing. I think when, when pressure comes on, I recall a, a game years ago, NCAA game, where I won't mention the team, but this team got way behind, or they were, they were up early, then they got way behind, and the team, they were, they were top seed in the tournament, and the team that ended up beating them was hitting threes all over the place. And the team that lost, we just didn't know how to handle it when it came down. We got behind. The pressure got to us. We started thinking too much about why are we behind, what are we doing wrong. And instead of focusing on what they had to do to execute, they were focusing more on why they were behind. They are focusing on the score, the result, not on their effort. If they'd concentrated more on their effort, first of all, they probably wouldn't have been in that situation. And they weren't because they weren't prepared. They, they came in overly cocky, think, well, we're the top seed, we're going to win. And that was sort of insinuated by the coach that he admitted – I didn't prepare the team well enough because we th- we just thought we were better. And, and, and to this day, I still think we're better. That other team just played better than us today. And that's what sports is about. The, the, the best, talented, heavily, overly experienced players don't always win. But the key thing with them is they usually are able to come back from that the next time and learn from that. And that's the key thing. Pressure is self-induced. It's not what other people say. It's what you think. One of the things I always, one of the things I, I hear commonly from so many athletes is pressure from other people. And I've mentioned this before. I have a graph. I have a, four circles, like an archery target on a graph. And I have people, my clients, uh, when we start talking about this, so I want you to graph the people in your life. In the center circle, put the names of the people who are most important, the very most important people to you. The second circle... Put the names of people who are important, but not the most important people. In the third circle, write down the names of people you have to deal with one way or the other. They're not really important or not important. And then who are the people in the fourth circle, people you don't like, people that bother you, affect you? And what's interesting is the people in the in the inner two circles, you know, they want this person to succeed, but they're not going to get angry at them if they fail or screw up. Because they're going to basically tell them, look, I love you. I, you're my son, my daughter, my, my wife, my husband, my boyfriend, my girl, whatever. I love you no matter what you do. It's the people in the outer circles who have that negative effect that put that pressure on. I hear from so many high school kids. 
You know, if they don't win the big game, why'd you choke? Why'd you lose? How could you not beat them? What's wrong with you? And so then that negativity causes that pressure to come on and causes the choking to come on. And the great athletes are the ones who are able to learn from that, grow from that, and move on from that instead of letting that eat them up. What do you think about that? I I think that's a great exercise. I, I'm already kind of picturing it in my head just from my – if I would have done that throughout my sports career, kind of how it would have changed my mentality on pressure because you start to realize the people that you're worrying about putting pressure on you, you don't even care about because you know at the end of the day your mom, your dad, your brother, your cousin, they're going to love you no matter what you do. And that's the whole thing. You know, I, I've had so many uh, athletes, professional athletes who are like pitchers or kickers, punters, uh, goalies, who when you make a mistake, everybody sees it. You know, if you're an interior offensive lineman or defensive lineman, you don't necessarily see that. You know, somebody gets called for holding, you don't always see that. But if, if the kicker misses a kick or the, you know, pitcher throws a wild pitch, Everybody sees that the game ends, it's, you know, then they're all blamed for that. So they have to deal with that personally and then interpersonally with everybody else. So it's one of those situations where I think, you know, to me, and, and you mentioned this, I, I think you practice, great coaches have their teams practice failure. They have their teams practice screwing up, missing shots, making mistakes. How are you going to bounce back? I mean, there's so many situations where, Something will happen, and mentally you're not ready to deal with that, and then you start thinking about that instead of focusing on your execution. And that's why, like I said, I have two little little phrases, FOE versus FOR. FOE is focus on effort. FOR is focus on results. If you're focusing on results, the score, you're not concentrating on executing because you're thinking too much about what's going to happen or what may happen. And so if you can just focus on the next play, the next shot, what you're doing. And the other key thing is this. I've never met a perfect athlete yet. And every athlete makes a mistake. The key thing, the great athletes, is is like you said with Michael Jordan, when they've made a mistake, they challenge themselves to do better in the next one. They don't get negative and down in the dumps and dwell on it. Does that make sense to you? That makes perfect sense. I was going to say, and maybe you've seen this, there is a great documentary on Netflix called breaking point it's about um it's about andy roddick and marty fish two tennis players fantastic documentary about pressure and mental stability under pressure when it comes to performing when all the eyes are on you i i urge everybody who has the ability to go out and watch this documentary if this is a topic that interests you marty fish andy roddick two fantastic tennis players. I know uh, Dr. Jacobs loves his tennis. Um, it, it is a fantastic documentary about just the mental pressure of sports and how it can either make or break you. And it's fantastic. If you get a chance, go watch it. Well, because when you're playing tennis, and I played it for 50 years, unless you're playing doubles, it's just you. Everybody's watching you. You hit the ball wide, you double fault, you screw up, everybody sees it. And you've got to come back on the next... I always call it... That's, TNS, the next shot, the next shot, the next shot. You've got to keep focusing ahead. It's like I use the analogy when you're driving a car, Blake, where are you looking? Out the front windshield, not the rear view mirror. 
I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacob. Hope you enjoy the show today. There are a lot of ways you can listen to our shows. Most importantly, go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. Check out the podcast page. There's a lot of informa- information on my site. There's all kinds of in- uh, interviews with me. All of our shows are podcasted there. I have relaxation visualization exercises on my site that can help you focus under pressure. You can reach me several ways. My phone number is 816-561-5556. I work with athletes all over the country. I, I not only work with athletes, I work with people work dealing with these situations. My website, as I said, is winnersunlimited.com. You can follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych. Have a great week. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week as the week progresses in the NFL. Take care. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. 